morning, friends. Tony Pellegrini here with our Teaching and Learning podcast at SUU. Uh, in uh, March, or, I know it's the end of the month, but we've got to get it to happen. Uh, our guest this month is Dylan Kirkland from our STEM Center, the director of our STEM Center here at SUU. And uh, would like to give Dylan a moment or two, tell us a little about your background, uh, what uh, tempted you here to come to SUU, and some of the cool things that are happening in STEM right now. Thanks, Tony. Actually, part of my history is uh, you. You may, you may or may not remember this. Uh, I was doing my undergrad here at SUU in uh, elementary education, and uh, we went up to the SUU cabin, and you brought your pizza maker. And uh, I, I remember that was the first time I actually met you and uh, inspired me to do my master's of education here as well, which I did do, and I followed through with that and uh, continued to teach. I taught at Iron County for five years. I started in kindergarten. Um, then I moved on to fourth grade, which I taught for three years. And then a position came open at Cedar Middle School, and I taught sixth grade science, which I loved. I thought I would be there for a little while. And a uh, job opening opened up here as the director of the STEM Center here at SUU, and I was very interested, and I just got the job, I guess. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy teaching and learning. So this podcast for me is uh, it's a cool thing. It'll be fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Have you ever had an opportunity to serve at the cabin during the summer uh, with Peg and the other uh, STEM uh, students that participate and engage up there? Yes, absolutely. Cedar Mountain Science Camp. I always put a plug in for Cedar Mountain Science Camp. I uh, I love it. It's a great opportunity for students. It's fourth through sixth graders to go up there and uh, experience science, um, all of STEM, really, do lots of engineering uh, for two days and a night, which is really fun to spend with those kids and to teach them and see a great opportunity for them to learn in a very fun environment. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm glad you're using the F word in education. Fun. <laughs> that is a wonderful, wonderful word to, to keep things moving forward. Uh, what I'd like to start with uh, today is uh, to invite you to discuss some of the, the discipline standards in your content with STEM. What are some that you connect with as a director and, and, and as a teacher here at SUU? That's a great question. You know, one of the things that I'm focused on most this year, especially in teaching and learning, is collaboration. So many great people know so many great things, and unless you talk about it or work together, that doesn't happen. Um, so our focus really over at the STEM Center is collaborating and working with others this year and talking with teachers frequently and often, both on here on campus, educators, professors we have here, as well as off-campus in uh, districts across Southern Utah. So that collaboration is a, an important key to us in continuing to advance the STEM Center. Now, there are many, there's a few different uh, STEM centers here in Utah, and uh, I don't want to brag, but ours is pretty good. <laughs> we have really good professors that are willing to help, and we have community members that are willing to help, and educators across Southern Utah that are willing to pitch in and do things for free and to volunteer their time, and it makes us special. Uh, we're a special program here, so I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. So um, uh, I think that is wonderful, the collaboration that you've connected with and that you're making with your peers and with others here in Cedar and beyond. What are some um, uh, qualities or attributes or content maybe that you're looking that uh, we could invite our listeners, if they have some of those skills, to reach out to you and, and to connect and collaborate with you? Absolutely. Many uh, professionals here at SUU are willing to jump in like I talked about. And some of the things that we've been looking for is working together with um, those in secondary education. Um, STEM and elementary education has been around for a few years. There's lots of activities for elementary age kids. And of course, that's where they're beginning to love it. And that's where the love is lost as well. We've noticed uh, a lot of students fade out of 
STEM jobs at an early age because they think they don't fit in or maybe that's not their place or maybe because of their gender or their other identities, they feel ostracized or different from those that they normally see in those jobs. Um, and as we continue to work on elementary education, we're also working on strengthening secondary education. We have many professors here that are willing to help out in middle schools and high schools, and we're continuing to look at collaborations like that. I hate to mention names here because I know there's so many people that I could mention, just a few examples. Um, Cameron Pace uh, does a great job at working with high school students, and he does a fantastic job of uh, getting them research and working on that research and investigating and asking questions and publishing papers. And things like that are super special and super unique to Southern Utah University. That's a rare thing to have professors here. Not only do their job well, but then go out to other places and do it for free well. And uh, that's unique. Thank you so very much. And I do really appreciate that you hit um, on uh, one of those four C's that I really love, collaboration. Can I talk about a couple of others? Yeah. Or have you addressed some of the others? Another one is critical thinking. How do you encourage uh, those that you work with, whether they're teachers or students, um, to uh, to work on and address and put into practice their critical thinking skills within the context that you engage them? Critical thinking is so important in all jobs, and that's definitely something that is one of those skills that goes beyond anything else. You know, like critical thinking in the classroom, teaching students to critically think, being a great teacher and being able to share that in that process and facilitate that for students is so important as well. Um, we've noticed great teachers are also great learners, right? And, they, and they've learned how to do this thing. They've learned how to facilitate these environments where students feel comfortable both at um, K-12 level as, and, and here at SUU. And as they help create circumstances, as they create situations for students to learn and to process and critically think, um, they're creating these lifelong skills that are, once again, to me, unique to SUU. For example, in the education program, um, as I was studying and going through practicums and working with local K-12 teachers and those up north, we had a ton of in-person experience, and you had to think on your feet, and you had to critically think. And that's not just here in education programs, but across SUU, where there are situations where professors allow students to have that free range. In fact, one of the things I made a note, I was listening to your podcast with Josh Price and Jeff Brandon, and they talked about letting students solve their own problems, even though we often we have the answer and it's very clear to us, but allowing them to work through that process and to work through that critical thinking is, um, it's, it's key. And that built really, I love that you brought that up. I think that that really uh, demonstrates the resiliency, the growth, um, you know, our, 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 our Schools, I think you'd agree with me, schools, K-12 schools are a lot different today than they were even five years ago. And uh, that those changes um, are, can be difficult for classroom teachers to make, but students and parents to address yeah. as well, too. But um, by learning to solve our own problems, to do the best that we can, get, that we can, you know, as I work with students, even if it's making pizza up the mountain, I expect only the best. I mean, yeah. you know, they can't. I don't expect anything more than uh, what the best that students can do. I, I wanted to just uh, put another uh, C word in front of you, creativity. Does creativity have anything to do or support or engage with or connect with STEM and uh, the sciences? Absolutely. You know, I think you already know the answer, right? You're giving me the softballs, right? So creativity is, uh, the creativity and the creative process is so key in all things STEM 
and across all really all things that we do. But uh, creativity is a huge part of allowing us to innovate. And without that creativity, innovation is stagnant, and that's a problem. Um, we already have great ways to do a lot of things, but it's developing those new ways to teach, to learn, that increases our potential to be better teachers and learners, especially here at SUU. Um, working together with many people, again, I, I feel bad saying names, but Elisa Peterson in the education department is a great example of this, how creative she is, her abil ability to innovate and to work with others and to invite others to try new things and to, to offer new things. And um, just looking at any of the work that she's done here at SCU is a great example of how creativity leads to innovation and leads to better learning. Very appreciative of that skill or that approach that you share with your learners, with those that you work with, to be able to use their creativity to, yes, solve their own problems, but maybe in a way that's different than you or I might solve those problems. Uh, so critical. And, and you're right. I agree wholeheartedly. Elise is a great example of that. Can I touch on that again? So please just jump right in. Something. Please, please. So we just uh, purchased a rocket simulator from the Clark Planetarium, and we brought it to one of our STEM nights. And uh, it's a really cool, really cool thing. And there's a few things I've been worried about that. When you bring anything like a rocket simulator or something that appears to be a video game, um, it attracts a certain type of student. And a certain type of student often wants to take over in that process. So as I have groups of students approach of all ages, uh, genders, they come together. And uh, one of the things I instruct them is if they've seen a rocket launch lately. And is there usually one person on that rocket? Is there multiple people on that rocket? Why? Why do we put so many of these people together um, and often they come up with the, the solution to that is, you know, they have different ideas, they have different thoughts, they have different problem solving, um, and they work together on that. So that's just an example. One way we're trying to get students to work together is to put them on teams, and they use that rocket simulator often even up to six or seven people in a group, and it really looks like an arcade cabinet. You know, it has the toggles and switches, and it's a fun, it's a fun little thing, but it's even at a young age encouraging students to collaborate, to innovate, to work together to find solutions of why did the rocket blow up or how come... It, it just didn't work. It Was it too heavy? What's going on here? And, and facilitating those processes, like I talked about before, is it's important to me uh, to allow those students to do that. Well, and I think, too, you brought up uh, um, the, the last C, communication, how critical it is for your learners with, this, with those that were working with this rocket, the model, the rocket simulation. They have to communicate one with another. They have to be able to not just push the bells and, you know, the whistles on it, but they have to be able to, to communicate and make their their knowledge, their understanding known, and, and it's a, really a two-way street. Do you see that with your learners in STEM, that they're able to use their communication skills to, to make learning happen? Absolutely. And communication is so important as well. I think it's really frustrating when you run into communication errors. And generally, when we run into problems or serious issues, it's communication. That's the thing that really breaks us down, right? And to be able to have, if I could say, the uh, the employees at the STEM Center are really good communicators, and they work really well with the student employees that they have. Um, we have a few different project coordinators that do different programs across campus, like Wonder Wednesday and Toddler Tuesday, ACT prep programs, uh, the STEM nights, um, tutoring at the high school and then at the library. And uh, the coordinators there do a great job of communicating and working together. And that is just one example of the many people here at SUU that are really wonderful communicators that work together and share great ideas and kind of help facilitate. I keep using that word, but it's just so important to me that there's facilitation of opportunity here, and SUU is great at that. Uh, you know, I really like you bring to the table these four points, critical thinking, collaboration, communication, creativity, and how those are all easily transferable. 
not just from the day-to-day activities that they're doing in STEM, but your, your staff and others are going to be able to put those into practice throughout their careers to be able to improve their settings and situations. Talk to us for a moment or two about a technology, the technology supports that you've had here. Like we, I mentioned a few minutes ago, school is much different today than it is even two or three or four or five years ago. What are some of the technologies that you've mentioned, the rocket simulation? Are there other technologies that you're putting into practice or engaging your learners to be able to develop their learning and understanding at a deeper level? Technology is a little bit tricky for me. I enjoy technology and it's really fun. But what I've noticed in education uh, the past five years I was working there and even here at the STEM Center is sometimes you will invest in wonderful technology and all of a sudden it is arbitrary a couple years later or it doesn't update correctly or the iPads don't sync and no one has the code and who, who's going to update it. And technology can be really tricky, but when you find those correct pieces um, and you teach kids that it's continued innovation, um, it's a great tool in helping others. Like there is an incredible staying power of something like the calculator, right? Whereas the first computer had some great stuff, but we've innovated a lot on it. Whereas the calculator, uh, some people may use intense calculators, right? But the students that I taught in fourth grade, they continue to use the basic calculator. And there's something about technology and finding the, the, the niche there that is the things that will be useful for a long period of time. And that's what we're trying to find. Uh, we find that creation, uh, building, and using of robots has had wonderful staying power because you can't get enough of the basics of robots, right, and coding and understanding those sort of things. So we're heavily leaning to that in the STEM Center. We have a lot of cool basic kits for robots and coding and that sort of thing. And uh, trying to stay away from things that we might spend too much money on that become arbitrary. And I think a lot of people on campus feel that same way. Even computers, right? You could buy the right computer, and then a couple years later, it's uh, no longer the right computer, right? It doesn't support what you need. So looking for that and finding that is uh, what we're about. Well, and I think that's a, a great lead into another question that I have for you regarding as you work with your learners, the instruction, the support, is it more teacher-led from Dylan and your instructors? Or do you try to encourage uh, student, more student-led instruction, student discovery of what they'd like to know and what they'd like to pull some information from you on? You know, sometimes we think we're great teachers and we're not, you know, and uh, that's that's a dangerous thing. Sometimes we, yeah, we like to talk and we like to, I like to get up there and share all this knowledge and things. And um, I find that the students don't learn the best that way. And when they get into it themselves, they discover things or learn things. And it may have been something that you just said, but it doesn't matter. Because even though you said it in front of them doesn't mean they're going to learn it, right? And allowing students to work together, innovate, these all these C's that we just talked about, communicate together, it has staying power uh, to allow them those opportunities. And once again, facilitate those opportunities is our role as uh, learners and teachers across campus. Um, it doesn't matter who you work with, facilitating those opportunities for students to learn in a better way and to allow them. Not to say that we can't give them great instruction or talk from time to time, but allowing students to do things is uh, incredible. If I can, one of uh, I was I was in the teaching program and going through the STEM endorsement here at SUU. Um, it's a little bit different now, but earlier there was professors that would come and help out. We had John Taylor there and uh, Jason Kaiser. And as they helped us understand a little bit more about teaching students, they'd set up wonderful demonstrations where they'd give us examples and then allow us to do the work. So, for example, John Taylor worked with us on collecting data. And he set out this wonderful grid with string all on the grass and uh, spread around, I'm going to say cotton balls it was. And we had to go into each one of the squares randomly, as they do in biology, and 
count, right? Do a census of the the material that was there. And that opportunity to me, I will never forget that. We could have easily just been told about how he goes out and works with bats and the things that he does. But to facilitate and create that experience for us was so cool. And that is not an uncommon thing here at SUU where professors will go and above and beyond to create something or a good opportunity for the students to go out and learn that way. And that just has such incredible staying power to me and has a real impact on student learning. Uh, th that is really a wonderful place, too, for us to kind of end our conversation here, to look to the future a little bit about teaching and learning. It's been, from my perspective, it's been a great year for you here at SUU. It's been, you've, done, you've made some wonderful contributions. Talk to us for just a moment or two about your hopes or dreams next year, two, three, five years down the road. What are some hopes or dreams that you see with STEM and, and with the future here at SUU? One thing that I'm really excited about this year is we have the Southern Utah STEM Awards. It's kind of a brainchild that I thought of, and it's something that I wanted to award great teachers in K-12. through And uh, as we talked about this idea and getting teachers awarded for what they do, um, many people have chimed in and say, hey, what about administrators? Could we award great STEM administrators? Could we award teams of teachers? Could we award professors and instructors here at SUU? And as I reached out to other schools, we're partnering together with Utah Tech, Dixie, South, uh, Dixie Technical College, and Southwest Technical College, and we're all working together on this initiative. We received funding from the uh, STEM Action Center from up north, as well as local businesses like Slurps Up and people that have been willing to donate supplies like Align Precision. And uh, to me, collaboration is the future, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to work together with more universities, more colleges, more professors, more instructors, more community members, and uh, building something that will have lasting effects on our community here in Southern Utah. Those relationships are so critical. I, I'm really positive and upbeat on your vision. Any last words of wisdom for our education students who may have to eat pizza from Pellegrini up on the mountain this next semester or... Uh, what words of wisdom would you have for our listeners? Uh, just enjoy your learning. Enjoy the process. Sometimes it's difficult. Uh, going to university is hard. Going to college is hard. Classes are difficult. But uh, I see a great future in all that attend school here at SUU, not just because of the great quality of education, but because they have built together here something special. There's something special about the school, and I'm glad that they chose to attend here. I'm glad the professors choose to stay and uh, the staff, everyone that works here is wonderful. So just enjoy it. Thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you. I want. I always like to leave an invitation to our faculty. Stop by Dylan's office. Stop by the, the, the center. And if you have additional questions, comments that you'd like to share with them, where can we find you? You can find us on the third floor of the Geosciences Building. We have the STEM Center there. It's open to the community. Um, so please come check out supplies. If you're a student here, come check out cool stuff to do for the weekend. If you're a parent, if you're a professor that wants to use a piece of equipment, yeah, come check it out. We got lots of cool stuff up there, and I would love to have conversations with anyone who would like to collaborate or work with us. A few departments have reached out here on campus, and we're interested in doing new things. I want to do new things. I want to continue to grow the program, so never be afraid to reach out. Uh, the least I could say is let's go eat lunch together, right? So let's, uh, yeah, let's collaborate. That sounds great. Dylan, thank you so much for your time. We sure appreciate it. Listeners, we appreciate you tuning in and helping us to engage with teaching and learning here at Southern Utah University. Make it a great week.